From the creator of Camp Fear comes a brand new podcast. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Coming February 28th, 2022. New episodes every single weekday. Join me if you dare. Camp Fear, the podcast, is a PTL Books and Pathological Inc. production. Hello, campers. Welcome to Camp Fear, where you bring your fears and leave in tears. Now, come closer. No, closer still. Yeah, stay warm here by the fire. I want to tell you a story. You like stories, don't you? I love stories. And do you know what makes the best kinds of stories? The ones that are true. And I only tell true stories. So listen up, because today I'm going to tell you a story about a museum. Or, more specifically, an exhibit at the museum. A special exhibit. An exhibit that isn't quite open yet, one that's not ready for public viewing. But that doesn't matter to Patty. Because Patty's already seen everything else in the museum, and the idea of seeing something new is just too enticing to ignore. And she's too impatient to wait for things to be deemed safe. Campers, gather close, put down your drinks, finish your s'mores, and enjoy this 100% true story I like to call, Book of the Dead. Part 1 off limits. Give it back. I reach for my phone, but my bratty little sister Tracy pulls it out of reach. You're not supposed to use my phone. It's for emergencies only. You're not supposed to use it either. Give it back. What are you two fighting about? My dad turns to look at us and then indicates our surroundings. I thought you would enjoy this place, especially you, Patty. You love history, and this place is all about history. As my dad speaks, Tracy glances around, and I take the opportunity to snatch my phone from her hand. I slip it into my pocket before my dad sees. Every Saturday, my dad takes us on a special adventure, just me, him, and my little sister Tracy. Today, he took us to the Egyptian Museum. And he's right, I love history, especially Egyptian history. I love learning about pyramids and the myths surrounding them, like the aliens help people build them. But most of all, I love mummies. There's just something about them, creepy as they are, that I really find fascinating. I have to go to the bathroom. Both me and my dad are annoyed. Tracy has to go to the bathroom like every five minutes. Okay, I'll take you. You stay here, okay, Patty? We'll be right back. I nod. Sure, I'll be fine. After my dad and sister walk away, I turn my attention to a series of photographs of pyramids to my left. Then I look to my right and see a gold necklace that apparently belonged to Queen Nefertiti. I wonder if the person who found it thought it was once the queen's, but now it's mine. Finders keepers. Maybe. While I find these interesting, they're not what I'm here for. My wandering eyes locate a sign that says New Mummy Exhibit. 
I know that I should wait for my dad and sister, but what's the harm in just taking a look? I'll just take a peek at the new mummy and come right back before they even know I'm gone. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Having made up my mind, I walk quickly down the corridor, following the signs to the new exhibit. It's a winding hallway, one that gets darker with every step. Where is it? Where is the... And then I see it. Not a sarcophagus or a coffin with a mummy in it, but yellow caution tape. It's blocking the entire hallway. There's also a sign that says temporarily out of order. You have to be kidding me. Nope, not kidding. The voice behind me is so close that I jump as I turn around. The man speaking is wearing a black hat with a wide brim, and he has a face that looks like he went out into the sun without sunblock for far too long. The exhibit's closed. The mummy and the book were only discovered last week. We still need to check out some things before they go on display. My eyes widen. New mummy and new book? I can hardly contain my excitement. What time does it open? Time? <laughs> Not time, but day. It doesn't open until next week. My heart sinks. This week I got to choose where we go on our special trip. Next week it's Tracy's turn, which means that I'll have to wait at least two weeks until I can come back here. You be careful now, the man says as he walks towards the main entrance. Such strange words, I think, as I watch him leave. I know I should go back to see my dad, meet up with him and Tracy and walk around and look at the old boring stuff that I've already seen, but my eyes keep wandering back to the yellow tape. I can't wait two weeks. Two weeks is like a lifetime. Two weeks and I'll look like one of the mummies, all wrinkled and dried out. As I peer further down the hallway, past the yellow tape, I begin to rationalize my decision. What's the worst that can happen? I'm just gonna take a look, take a look and maybe snap a picture with my cell phone, and then I'm out of here. No one will know the difference. And then, without actually thinking about it, I feel myself moving closer to the yellow tape. One last glance over my shoulder, and I lift the tape and step into the dark corridor. I take three steps, and I hear the man in the hat's words echo in my head, and I wonder what he meant by them. You be careful now. Part 2. New Exhibit I walk quickly, sticking to the shadows as I move down the narrow hallway. It seems impossibly long, even though I know it can't be more than 30 feet to the new exhibit. The mixture of fear of being caught and the excitement of seeing the new exhibit is making my heart pump in my chest. I can't wait. I take a few more steps and pause. I hear the whistle of the wind, but that's impossible. It's impossible because I'm deep inside the museum. I take one more step and then I stop again because I hear something else. The wind is still there, but it also sounds like someone is saying something. Something in another language. You're just messing about. This is your mind playing tricks on you, Patty. Real or not, I keep moving. Tracy and my dad are probably out of the bathroom now, or they will be soon, and they're going to wonder where I am. I hurry to the end of the hallway and then turn right, and then I stop for a third time. There it is. There's a mummy directly in front of me. It startles me so much that I stagger backwards and almost fall. But then, as I regain my balance, my eyes go wide. 
The mummy is inside a glass case, standing straight up with its arms crossed over its chest. It's covered in the traditional white bandages, but they're dirty and frayed. In the gaps, I can see something dark, something like beef jerky, but it's not clear because the lights aren't on. I immediately get my cell phone out and begin snapping pictures. This is the most amazing mummy I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've seen a lot of them. I'm so glad that I decided to duck under the yellow tape because there's no way I wanted to wait two weeks to see this. I lean in closer to get a better look when my foot hits something and I look down. It's a book. Maybe the book that the strange man in the hat mentioned. Like the mummy, it's old, and I don't recognize the language on it. I know I shouldn't touch it, but I can't help myself. I pick it up and hold it in my hands. The cover feels strange. Not like leather, but skin. I shudder and flip to the first page. The title on the inside is English, and I start to smile. Book of the Dead. This is creepy. Creepy and cool. I take my cell phone out and take a picture of the name, and then I start to flip through the pages. Aside from the title, the text is in the same strange language as the cover, so I flip through the pages until I get to the one that is dog-eared. There's a picture of a mummy near the top, and while it could be any mummy, it looks like the mummy in the case in front of me. Only, its arms are straight out in front of it, not crossed over its chest. I look at the words on the page and then quickly snap a photo. I don't understand what it says, but some part of me wants to read it. It's mostly sounds, R's and H's and A's, soft vowels. I finish half the text and then wait, expecting something to happen. Nothing does, of course, so I continue reading the rest. I'm about to close the book when I hear a noise. It's the same kind of noise I heard before. Like wind in the hallway and that strange, whispering voice. Fear courses through me as I raise my eyes. And then my mouth falls open. The mummy is still in the cage, but its eyes have changed. They're no longer black, but a glowing purple. There even seems to be an orange glow coming off the bandages. I drop the book and back up. And then the mummy starts to move. Or at least I think it does. The bandages seem to twitch, but it could just be my eyes playing tricks on me. Patty, you're losing it. You're... One of the mummy's arms suddenly shoots out and bangs against a glass. I want to scream, but my vocal cords, like the blood in my veins, are frozen solid. The mummy's other hand comes up next. It's all bony and hard and smashes against a glass case. And then its eyes start to glow an even brighter purple. I want to look away, but I can't. The glass shatters and the fear that grips me disappears. I turn and start to run, thinking that I'm going back towards the rest of the museum, towards a caution sign that I should never have ducked under. But I'm not. I'm going somewhere deeper, somewhere darker. And all the while, I hear that crazy sound that whispering strange language coming at me, echoing through the hallway. I turn one corner, 
and then hands wrap around my waist and my mouth, stifling my scream before it gets out. Hey campers, it's P.T. Logan, the writer and creator of Camp Fear. And I'm here with... Abby Logan, the soothing voice you hear. Each Camp Fear episode takes between 20 and 30 hours to make, from writing, to recording, to mastering. If you're enjoying this story and want to continue hearing more stories, please consider supporting the show. You can do this by heading to www.patreon.com slash campfearpodcast. With your parents' permission, of course. By supporting the show, you not only ensure that we'll continue to make more episodes, but you'll also get special perks. Like ad-free episodes, so you don't have to hear my dad's voice again. One more time, that's www.patreon.com slash campfearpodcast. See you there, campers! Part 3, Book of the Dead The Mummy Got Me Whatever I read from the Book of the Dead caused its eyes to turn purple, caused an orange halo to appear around it, and caused it to come alive. It broke out of the glass and grabbed me, and now it's going to devour my soul. Quiet. A voice hisses in my ear. I'm surprised that the mummy speaks English, and that it's a man. Quiet. When the hand slowly peels away from my mouth, I spin around. It's not the mummy, but the man in the wide-brimmed hat. What is... He hushes me again, and then opens a door behind me. A door I never even saw and forces me inside. He closes it, and together we stare through the glass window. The hallway was dark when we entered the room, but it slowly gets brighter as it fills with a mixture of purple and orange light. Then I hear the shuffle of the mummy. I can't watch. I cover my eyes with my hands, push my back up against the wall, and wait. Slowly, the shuffling subsides, and I pull my hands away from my face. We need to hurry. We have to be quick. I look into the hallway and see that the orange light is almost gone. The man pulls the door open and I follow him out, running, willing myself not to trip. I think that we're going back to the museum to meet Tracy and my dad, but the man is taking me in the opposite direction. Where are we going? Where are we going? But in the back of my mind, I already know where we're going. We're going to get the book. We reach the smashed cage and I notice that some of the bandages have fallen to the ground. The man brushes these aside as he picks up the book. You read from this, didn't you? There's no point in lying now. I nod and he shakes his head. This book is dangerous. No kidding, it's dangerous. It just made a thousand year old mummy come to life. Which pages did you read from? He holds the book out to me, but I don't want to touch it. When I hear that whisper, I realize that I have no choice. The mummy is coming back for us. I grab the book and immediately flip to the page with the dog-eared corner, the one with the picture of the mummy with its arms outstretched. I show the man and he flips to the next page. This one shows the mummy with its arms over its chest, just like the one in the case before I came down the hallway. Read this. I shake my head. Last time I read something, It didn't go well. You need to read this. It's the only way to break the spell. And it has to be you. It has to be the person who read the awakening spell. Mm. 
The man is cut off by the mummy's moans, and the book is suddenly awash in purple and orange light. I have no choice but to read. I don't even know what the words mean or how to pronounce them, but I read anyway. I hear the mummy getting closer, and I look over my shoulder. It's right there, just three feet from me. Its arms are outstretched, its eyes are a blazing purple. Just a few more words, just a few more words. The mummy's hands are about to touch me when I read the very last sentence. The hallway suddenly goes dark and I scream. Then I hear a long, drawn-out moan and jump back just in time to avoid being pinned beneath the mummy, who collapses to the ground in a lifeless lump. I can barely breathe. I can barely do anything. The man in the hat grabs a book from my hands and I let him have it. This is dangerous. This is way too dangerous. I hear him mutter. There's another flash of orange light, and for one horrible second, I think the mummy has come back to life. But it's not the mummy. It's the man in the hat, and he's burning the book. You can never tell anyone about this book. Nobody will ever read from it again. I swallow hard and nod. Hurry now. You better get back to your family before they start to worry. I duck below the yellow tape and immediately spot my dad and sister. Are you all right? We were worried sick. I nod. Hug him, and then look at Tracy. She has a weird expression on her face, but I hug her too. I'm glad to see you guys. I'm so, so glad to see you guys. Two weeks later. Are you sure you don't want to see the new mummy exhibit, Patty? I shake my head. Truthfully, I didn't even want to come back here after what happened last time. But my dad convinced me, and now I'm here. Are you absolutely sure? Because this- I'm sure. I'm just going to be over here by the pyramids, where it's safe. I want to see. My dad takes Tracy's hand. Patty, you wait here. No wandering off this time. I watch them walk away, and then turn my attention to the photograph of the pyramid. I still like pyramids. Mummies? Not so much anymore. Pyramids can't come back to life, after all. I'm staring at the largest pyramid, when I hear a sound. The sound of wind with a strange voice carried on it. I shake my head, realizing that that's impossible. The man burnt the book. But then I hear it again. Just take a picture of the pyramid and you'll be fine, I tell myself. I reach into my pocket to grab my cell phone, but it's not there. Confused, I check all my pockets, but I still can't find my cell phone. I hear the voice again and I turn around. There's a crowd surrounding the new mummy exhibit, but I can still see it. Its arms are over its chest, but there's a little bit of purple in its eyes. How is that possible? I push my way through the crowd, and I see my dad. He's pointing at the mummy, a smile on his face. Where's Tracy? The words are barely out of my mouth when I see her. She's standing in front of my dad, but she's not looking at the mummy. Instead, she has my phone in her hand, and she's reading from it. When I come closer, she sees me and holds my phone up, a big grin on her face. Hey, Patty! Why didn't you tell me you had this cool picture of an old book on here? I've been reading from it, and... Tracy is suddenly cut off by a thump, coming from the mummy's cage. Books are powerful. Even today, books are being banned all across the world. 
It's because they contain ideas and information that some people don't want you to have. Most books are harmless. Most books will only enrich your brain and your imagination. But as Patty found out, some books are different. Some books shouldn't be read out loud. Some books have the power to raise the dead. There are other things that can raise the dead too, but I'm getting ahead of myself. See you next week when I might just tell you about one or two of them. If those stories aren't banned for being too terrifying, that is. Camp Fear, where you bring your fears and leave in tears. Camp Fear, the podcast, is a PTL Books and Pathological Inc. production. Story and audio editing by Patrick Logan. Vocals by Abby Logan and Georgia Logan. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. Campers, you can also email host at campfearpodcast.com and share your worst fear. You never know, one day you might be featured in your very own Camp Fear story. You can also visit our website, www.campfearpodcast.com to get your own Camp Fear merchandise and to grab the Camp Fear books. Copyright Patrick Logan, 2021. All rights reserved.